0: This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out the website districtsentinel.com. This is uh, your favorite week of the year, here, Sam Knight. Don't you uh, you feel you feel the holiday creeping on? Your favorite day, Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> 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 yes, Bobby Bonilla Day. As you're saying Labor Hero Bobby Bonilla Day. I was more referring to the Fourth of July looming. Oh yeah, the firework day. Firework day. Yeah. Fuck America. We don't really yeah, care about no, that No one shit. likes it's America. the firework day. It is the firework day. Are you uh you getting itchy?
1: You know, I I was trying to maybe have a low key fourth
0: this year, but really you no know, yeah. Roman Candle Wars this year with uh, Internate.
1: Internate is uh, not going. going to be, He's in, in, be in town. Be in the
0: country, yeah. So, oh. unfortunately, no, no Internate uh, Roman Candle Wars. I've been hearing the mortars going off all around town over the last few days. People are getting ready around here. Oh yeah, this That's... neighborhood turns into an absolute war zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, I used to live in Petworth. I don't anymore. I remember. When that was the case, when a few days beforehand, you start to hear the uh, the mortar fire creeping up on you. It, get, it gets more and more intense as the fourth approaches. And then on the fourth, all hell breaks loose.
0: Yeah. Some news we missed over the weekend. Donald Trump met with Kim Jong-un uh, in the demilitarized zone, actually walked into North Korea, becoming uh, the first pr- U.S. president to do that. Um, So historic. So historic. So true. You know how uh, the Citations pod uh, crew, Adam Johnson and them, have done good work noting how the media depicts every time the U.S. is about to go to war as stumbling into war. Um, It's never a direct action. It's never the intent of the U.S. to go to war. We just stumble into war, which is always bullshit. It's always the intention of the U.S. to go to war. I think it is appropriate to when in describing Donald Trump's relations with North Korea to use the word stumbling, even though I, I support it, yeah. uh, I, I, I think meeting with our adversaries is a good thing. Uh, I'm not going to shit on Donald Trump for doing photo ops with uh, Kim Jong-un or whoever. But, I, I mean, I this guy's a, a bloodthirsty warmonger. Uh, Donald Trump I'm referring to, considering what he's doing with Iran. And uh, his allies in Israel and uh, Brazil and stuff. So uh, I I don't buy the fact that we should give him all this credit for being a peace candidate. To me, he just sort of stumbles. He's stumbling into peace with North Korea. But the event did uh, shine a little light on a distinction between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, it did. They uh, have pretty
1: different statements in response. To the uh, Trump-Kim meeting, Bernie said, quote, I have no problem with Trump negotiating with Kim Jong-un, but while he's meeting with Kim, he's pushed us to the brink of war with Iran and kept us in the horrific Saudi-led war in Yemen. We can't just have photo opportunities. We need real diplomacy. Meanwhile... Elizabeth Warren said, quote, "Our president shouldn't be squandering American influence on photo ops and exchanging love letters with a ruthless dictator. Instead, we should be dealing with North Korea through principled diplomacy that promotes u s. security, defends our allies, and upholds human rights. Sounds upholds like Nancy human Pelosi. rights
0: upholds human rights. the u s. does not uphold human rights. Well, all Elizabeth three of Warren. those things are all, always uh, yes. scary as hell when they're said by anybody exactly. The, Uh, promoting u.s security always means something bad (laughs) defending allies always means something bad and upholding human rights always means something bad when it is the when it is the pretext for any u.s military or any u.s intervention in general
1: yeah there is a key exception to this rule which is world war ii but that is the exception that is the one exception, and if you look at the totality of U.S. military involvement uh, under
0: these three precepts, it's bad. It's always bad. Yeah, and if you look at uh, a lot of horrible things that have happened around the world, human rights abuses, the U.S. is usually nowhere to be found, I mean, unless they have, like, started the ball rolling, like, in places in Central and South America, Um but when when really bad shit is happening, we really don't give a shit that much, unless there's interest at play here. Yeah, and again, just to stress, obviously, maybe some of our right-wing critics would say, oh, oh,
1: just World War II. Well, the right wasn't exactly uh, pro-the U.S. fighting Hitler in the 30s, and that's where you get your Trumpian uh, America first uh, slogan from, although obviously he's he's proven to, to do the crazy interventionism uh, too.
0: Anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, I think Bernie's uh, statement was dead on here in terms of uh, not attacking the president from the right on this issue, as Warren did, but also highlighting that this president is a warmonger. Just look at what's going on in Iran. Yeah. I think
1: I wanted to bring up the 1930s and things like that uh, because. Basically, the the, uh, the people who wanted to fight fascists were on the left. So, yeah. in, in that vein, Andy No is not a journalist. <laughs> and for those who don't know, he's a guy who got his ass beat in uh, Portland, Oregon, the other day. He was embedded with a uh, street fighting fascists, which is his shtick. He goes around with far right militant guys. Uh, And he showed up at this fight and got his ass beat. And he basically his brand of journalism is going around trying to film sign up sheets uh, from leftist activists to get them threats from from far right goons. Uh, He's not a journalist. He's he's basically if a proud
0: boy joined the uh, cast of uh, Jackass. Yeah, whatever your concerns are about what happened, Andy, know they've already been addressed online by uh, numerous credible people defending Antifa. Just go and look into it before you sound stupid chiming in on this issue. (laughs) Yes. Um, Another uh, tip for reporters today. uh, Iran is not in violation of any nuclear deal. A lot of people, Iran has uh, enriched a level of uranium that they weren't, Allowed to do under the nuclear deal, but that nuclear deal doesn't exist anymore because the U.S. got out of it. The U.S. terminated the deal, so Iran then can't violate the deal. You can't break a deal that's already been broken by the other person yeah. or country. The, the The deal has been broken. the The uh, endless headlines today: Iran violates nuclear deal. <laughs> uh, you, the, the Trump administration. Exist. Yeah, it,
1: think about it as like a fart trapped in a bag once you've let the fart out of the bag the fart cannot be put back into the bag and in this case it was the trump administration that farted no we don't know the who Obama farted
0: administration farted
1: it's the trump <laughs> administration that let it out of the bag i'm just saying that there was a fart in a bag and the trump administration opened the fart bag yes and that's where we are today
0: it's monday july 1st 2019 here's the news we are now officially entering the longest period of economic growth in U.S.
1: history. As sure of, feels like it. <laughs> as of today, the current expansion of output started 10 years ago in July 2009. This will undoubtedly be cheered by both Republicans and Democrats, but things have gotten considerably worse for a lot of people since the Great Recession. As CBS noted, there are 5 million more people in retail and hospitality industries that pay low wages. There are also only 1 million more construction and manufacturing jobs than there were 10 years ago. Higher wage industries just aren't keeping up with labor force growth. Unsurprisingly, inflation-adjusted wage growth has been pitiful. The numbers aren't out yet for June, but preliminary data from May isn't pretty. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, real hourly wages are up only 58 cents from July 2009. For non-supervisory workers, the increase is only 56 cents. So, in other words, 10 years after the Great Recession... Most workers have only received a two-quarter raise staggered over the course of a decade. At least it bolsters Bernie's messaging on don't you hate it how things never get better?
0: (laughs) Two quarters. (laughs) Like, you can't get anything with two quarters. Here's what you can get with two quarters at the corner store. You can get one and a half of the mini Slim Jims because you can get three for a dollar there. So 50 cents would get you really one because you can't cut the other one in half they wouldn't let you do that or you can get one of those cosmic brownies because they're two for a dollar you should at least be a able- zebra cake you, you can get one zebra cake or one cosmic brownie or one slim jim a o- mini slim jim. over the course of the decade you should at least be able to afford
1: uh two more frozen burritos i agree w- which would be about i think what four dollars an hour
0: you should you should get two more burritos per hour Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just so we're clear. Sustenance, too. (laughs) Moving on, some disturbing reporting out of ProPublica today. The outlet revealed a 9,500-member strong Facebook page purported to be comprised of current and former Border Patrol agents who are posting vile images and comments that were racist toward migrants and threatening and sexually explicit toward Democratic lawmakers. The group is called I'm 1015, referring to the code word for apprehending undocumented immigrants. ProPublica found posts mocking migrants who had died in custody. Other posts depicted Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez engaged in sex acts with detained migrants and another image showing similar activity with the president. One poster proposed starting a GoFundMe for agents who are willing to throw burritos at AOC and other lawmakers during a planned visit to a detention facility outside of El Paso today. Another poster shared the recent image of the drowned father and his child who were trying to cross the border, suggesting that the image was a fake. And here's the thing. These aren't just online ship posters. They're actual Border Patrol agents posting this stuff. Reading from the report, quote, ProPublica received images of several recent discussions in the 1015 Facebook group and was able to link the participants in these online conversations to apparently legitimate Facebook profiles belonging to Border Patrol agents, including a supervisor based in El Paso, Texas, and an agent in Eagle Pass, Texas. So far, Customs and Border Protection has not responded to requests for comments from ProPublica. This, of course, isn't surprising to anyone who's been paying attention to the news recently. There's been a number of stories about fascists infiltrating police forces. Stands to reason that they'd be involved in Border Patrol, too. And over the weekend, there was that report out of Germany of a group of neo-Nazis associated with Germany's police and military who had drawn up a hit list of political opponents, even ordered body bags in quicklime in preparation. This is scary fucking times right now, and the least scary thing out there, the thing that should scare us the absolute least, is Antifa punching a fascist like Andy Ngo in the face. In fact, one might argue that it should
1: scare you negative amounts. (laughs) (laughs) More disturbing news on immigration. DHS knew that one asylum seeker camp was so inhumane they prepared for a riot though they may have been looking for an excuse to use force based on what we just heard. NBC News revealed the agency's inspector general had issued internal warnings about border agents arming themselves at one El Paso, Texas facility. Conditions were so bad, they expected detainees to riot. NBC passed along some grim stats from the Watchdog report. There were 4 showers for 756 detainees. Half of them were being kept outside, and the indoor cells had 5 times the amount of people they were designed to hold. The cells were so crowded people couldn't lie down to sleep. Border agents were reportedly arming themselves in detention areas where they usually keep firearms in a secure box. The Watch the Watchdog report said these are concentration camps, armed guards by the holding pins and everything.
0: Yeah. Those pictures that came out today. I don't know if you saw those the, pictures The online. Reuters, the overhead yeah. photos. It's insane.
1: It's awful. It's terrible. It looks like, ugh. It looks like something out of the Holocaust Museum. The news comes days after acting DHS Secretary Kevin McAleen and tried to dismiss reports of poor conditions for kids at a border station in El Paso, The IG report says otherwise, there were no mats for kids to sleep on, nor were they given clean clothing. This is deliberate. This is fucking deliberate. The cruelty, it's all deliberate. I'm
0: sorry. We're sounding like broken records, but it's just so upsetting. Finally, bad news for train boys. The trains are getting too long. They're just too damn long, the trains. They're too long, folks. Someone's got to shorten those trains. The Government Accountability Office released a report on Monday looking into how the Federal Railroad Administration is dealing with safety issues associated with the extra-long freight trains, the long boys, <laughs> as I like to call them. <laughs> J.O. found that the largest freight trains, Class 1s, have seen their average train length increase by 25% yeah. since 2008. They have an average length of one2 to 1.4 miles in 2017, trains that are more than a mile long as they're going about on the track. Some trains now operate at over three miles in length. The industry claims that longer trains are more efficient for their bottom line. Sure, we can't have high-speed rail in this country or anything that would actually be efficient. Instead, we're gonna have these slow trains that are just seven miles long, (laughs) hauling their way across the country. The Federal Railroad Administration is currently looking at the safety trade-offs associated with the long boys. But GAO noted in its report that the FRA isn't properly taking into account local concerns with these trains. Community stakeholders are warning that longer trains increase wait times at crossings. And if there's a me- mechanical failure on the track, a long train can split an entire city for hours. That means delayed responses from emergency vehicles and city services. It also increases the likelihood of motorists engaging in risky behaviors around the trains and the tracks. Yeah, oh, you are running those tracks if the train is going to take like 30 minutes to pass through your town. You are fucking
1: gunning it. Yeah, I don't care who if, you are. Or like,
0: if the train is just stopped there on the track for hours. At some point, you're just going to climb over <laughs> climb over it and just walk across. Yeah. Like, fuck this. Anyways, uh, all of this happening because some shipping magnate wants to cram as much shit as he can on the tracks. It's fucked up. GAO reported that local communities often have trouble communicating with the FRA about their concerns, and that the FRA often doesn't disclose its research on safety issues with the public. GAO recommended improvement in both areas. This podcast is very is very pro train, but yes. anti long boy. Yeah, we are not into the long boys. That is your newscast for today. Before we go, we're going to read some poetry for our new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month, get you access to the newscast all week long and some bonus content. And you also get your own haiku written for you and read on air.
1: This is for Aaron. Ding dong ditch again. Antifa rang my doorbell and then ran away.
0: Thank you, Aaron. Are you going to be okay? I don't know. Someone goes out to Darren. No rent from roommate. Should be the landlord's problem, but of course, it's not. It never is. Thank you, Darren.
1: Based on a true story, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) This is for Gemma. Mom made the pizza using the special veggies.
0: Mystical journey. Thank you, Gemma. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of pizza I like. Finally, this goes out to Julio. Dog's on a poop strike. It keeps eating and eating, but won't take a shit. Thank you, Julio. Ah, yes, a poop strike, otherwise known as constipation.
1: Take the dog to the vet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Thank you, uh, Julio. Thank you to all our new subscribers on Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Call the rant line two oh two six eight four six one zero eight. Leave a message. We'll play it on the air, just like this one. Hey Sam. Sam, ghost of Barbara Bush. For anyone that's a little perplexed about Nancy Pelosi's refusal to attempt impeachment and why it's so important to support her primary challenger, Shahid bhutar you need to understand that Trump has dirt on Pelosi. This is why she won't budge and is a completely ineffective leader let's just say that the uh, piss tape is real and one of its co-stars is allegedly billed as nancy sprinkle pelosi thanks bye (laughs) reverse piss tape wow all makes sense now huge if true huge thanks for the call. Again, the rent line 202-684-6108. Thanks to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. You find it at congressionaldish.com. That's the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We're here in DC, so you don't have to be.